Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, the podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. And today, we are going to be discussing a flaming hot trend, and that is the trend of sports betting. And I am joined today by my esteemed colleague and friend, Will Hinks. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Austin. Oh, it is my pleasure. I was always told I had the perfect face for radio, so... <laughs> you do. Okay, you fit right in. Right here. Yeah, you fit right in. So I guess, Will, take a few moments, you know, introduce yourself, talk about your background, what you do, what you are going to be doing, and just give some insights into your personal life. Sure. So professionally, I joined the Hicks and Zerker team back in November of 2021 as the operations specialist. I complete the trading, money movements, and reporting functions here at Hicks and Zerker. At some point in the not too distant future, I'll be joining my friend Austin, which is friend friends might be a little bit of a strong word. That's right. Maybe colleague or acquaintance. acquaintance. That's right. Probably better. Yeah. I'll be joining Austin, the investment research team here in the next 12 to 18 months or so. Prior to joining Hicks and Zerker, I worked in the finance department at Marathon Petroleum here in Finley, Ohio. Now on the personal side, oh yeah. I always like the personal side. So my wife Jessica and I live here in Finley, Ohio, with our little baby girl Allison. Always showing pictures of Allison around the office Absolutely. here. And Got you are an invested dad. I am the invested dad. Yes. Yeah. For those of you familiar with Hicks and Zerker, that is the same Jessica that works here as a wealth advisor. So I work here with my wife. Which she's been on the podcast before too. She has, and she's probably a little better at it than and, I am, and quite popular. Yes, she is. <laughs> I married up. What can I say? That's right. Yes. But we, yeah, we moved back uh, to Finley, Ohio back in 2019 from Dayton, Ohio, and I've loved it. Besides the occasional flooding that we get here. Flood City, USA. It is. But Wait, you moved from Dayton to Marion? Dayton to Finley. I know, get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Well, awesome, Will. Thanks for joining us. I guess where this kind of, where the rubber meets the road today is because you are quite the sports fan. I am. Kind of explain how where you grew up impacted your sports preferences and kind of where you land on that. Sure. So I've been pretty much a sports fan my entire life. I grew up just north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a little town called Beer Falls, Pennsylvania, which, side note, that is the also the hometown of Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Namath. And Medicare commercial advocate. Yes. Same one and the same. <laughs> Grew up just north of Pittsburgh, so I've been a big fan of all things Pittsburgh my entire life. So Pittsburgh Steelers, Penguins, Pirates. Primanti Brothers. Anything Pittsburgh, I love it. Good. Well, that is awesome. So, yes, Will is the resident sports guy here in the office, which leads me to our topic today, and that is sports betting. So, Will, you have a pretty good understanding of the process and the industry, and we've got some questions. But first of all, I think we should have a disclaimer that A... Gambling is a divisive topic within certain people groups, and each person has to choose where they fall on the morality of that, both legal and illegal. And B, we acknowledge that many people have been negatively impacted by gambling or may struggle with the addiction themselves. We are not condoning that in any way, shape, or form, and we'll put a link in the show notes to a resource for gambling addiction. So, with that disclaimer behind us, we're going to talk about gambling. <laughs> also, I want to actually focus in a little bit more today. We are focusing on legal sports betting generally with this episode in the U.S. Now, there's a long tradition of friendly wagers between coworkers and friends as well as some big money illegal gambling. 
We are not discussing that today. We will focus on regulated and legal sports betting. So, Will, let's talk first about the history of sports betting here in the U.S. So, according to a website that I will link in the show notes, LegalSportsBetting.com. Sounds legit, right? Sounds, sounds legitimate. So, sports betting gained popularity in the early 19th century. So, that's the early 1800s. And horse racing was actually the most popular sport to bet on. Have you ever seen a horse race in person? It, I've seen it on TV. No, I've never seen it in person. Have you? I've seen a couple races. And? They're pretty interesting. Pretty it fun. seems like a crapshoot. Like, you would... Yeah. That's a gambling reference. Look at that. Huh? I like Didn't it. even think like about it. that. But like, how do you pick a horse that's going to do well or not? Who knows? I have no idea. So anyway, that was kind of how gambling got started here in the U.S. But after that, it was actually the establishment of professional baseball in 1876 with the National League and the American League in 1901 that made sports betting really popular. So early on, though, (laughs) the results were found to be influenced by the betting, especially as an example, the Louisville Grays were throwing games to make money. So that's not good. No. Kind of gave a, a bit of shade to the gambling industry at that point. Um, at this time, even managers would be able to wager on games for or against their own teams. Yeah, that sounds bad. Sounds, sounds sketchy. Yeah, uh, that's frowned upon. And obviously, you know, later on, there were issues with that. Just ask Pete Rose. Yeah, we're not going to go there. Uh, then in 1919, the World Series. This was really the linchpin of, of the illegal gambling industry because this was all illegal up to this point. Not enforced, but technically illegal. The linchpin was that the Chicago Black Sox were bribed into throwing the World Series in 1919, and that was no bueno. And in 1931, it wasn't until then that we even had any legal gambling period in the United States. But like I said, it was unenforceable. In 1931, Nevada legalized gambling, and from that point on, it was pretty much you had to go to Vegas or Nevada in general to gamble legally, and that was what happened. However, that wasn't the only place gambling was occurring. Obviously, there was a lot of illegal gambling that was going on. Organized crime actually ran gambling functions from coast to coast. And it was obviously illegal. Until 1961, though it was out in the open, it was still illegal. This was shut down with the Interstate Wire Act of 1961. And after that, more and more states added legal sports betting and gambling through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And as of 2020... According to AmericanGaming.org, 22 states plus D.C. have legalized sports betting. And more bills have passed awaiting full implementation of that going forward. And one of those states is Ohio. You want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. So just some, I guess, from what I understand is the bill was signed into law by our governor, Governor DeWine, in late 2021. And where it'll be in effect where you can legally gamble on sports by the end of 2022. So sometime this year, we yep. should be able to, if you're so inclined, you should be able to gamble on sports here in go. Ohio. That is coming. So that is the history. That's the history of sports betting. There's a long and interesting history. And that was really just the cliff notes. <laughs> you can get it a lot more detailed mm-hmm. if you'd like. But that leads us to where we are today. And like Will said, you know, coming up in Ohio, even this year, you'll be able to do that. Hey, Austin, since seeing how I'm, I'm, I'm one of the invested dads you now, are. officially, oh, you know, yeah. I think today is kind of the official coronation of being That's an invested right. dad. There's I a feel, t-shirt coming your way. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it's only appropriate I do, I do a dad joke. I think you should. Josh isn't here, so no. I feel like someone has to. All right, so here's my dad joke. Bring it. So my wife said she's going to leave me because I have a gambling problem. Oh, that's so sad. But I think she's bluffing. You think she's, okay, I like it. I like it, bluffing. Mm-hmm. That's good. What I want to talk about here 
And just some of the common terms you'll see in sports gambling. You've probably seen this if you're on ESPN or maybe your favorite sports site. You probably see some gambling things there. It's like, maybe you don't know what those are. So I'm just going to kind of walk through some of the, the key terms that you'll see. That sounds awesome. Gambling. The first one, let's talk about fractional odds. Have you ever heard of, as someone says, hey, I'll give you 10 to 1 odds on that. Yep. Seems, you know, you hear that or mm-hmm. I'll give you 2 to 1 odds for that. So what that means is if someone says you have 10 to 1 odds to win, you would win $10 for every $1 that you bet. Right. In addition to the $1 that you'd bet. So if you won that, you would get $11 back of the $1 you bet. Yep. Pretty simple. That's an easy one. This was like in CFA level one. It, it, it was pretty easy. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. The next one is money line. So if you're betting money line, the team that is favored to win is shown with a minus sign in front of it. Yep. Followed by the amount that you would need to profit $100. For example, if you see a team that has a money line odds of minus 300, this means you would need to bet $300 to profit $100. Yeah. So if you win that, you have to bet $300. In the end, you would get $400 back. Your initial $300 plus $100 you won. Gotcha. On the flip side, the underdog team is shown with a plus sign in front of it. So this represents the amount you would profit if you bet $100. So if a team has money line odds of plus 200, this means you would profit $200 for every $100 you bet. Makes sense. Still with me here? Still with you. All right, let's go to the let's go to the last one here. So spreads. This is probably probably the one I most see most common you see on ESPN yep. or something you'll see a spread. They so had it for the Super Bowl. They did. And that's yep. that lead me right into my example here. I try. You're good, Austin. So let's use the Super Bowl as an example, which may be a sore subject for those here in Ohio. Yeah, those Bengals. Yeah. So close. But maybe next you know, year. as a Pittsburgh fan, you know, what can you say? <laughs> you know. So the Los Angeles Rams are four point favorites going into the game. Yep. So if you thought the Rams would win by more than four points, you would bet on the Rams. However, if you thought the Rams would lose by or win by less than four points, or they would lose, then you would bet on the Cincinnati Bengals. And as it turns out, so even though the Bengals lost the game, you know, by a, they lost by a score of 23 to 20. So if you had bet the spread and you had bet on the Bengals, you would have won since they had lost by less than four points. Yeah. Makes sense. So someone made so, some money. So someone made some money betting on the Bengals. Yeah. So it wasn't all gloom and doom for Bengals fans out there. Right. Wasn't there a furniture store? There was. In Cincinnati? Yeah, so there was actually a gentleman by the name of Mattress Mac, was his, his nickname. Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac. That he bet just under $10 million. Unfortunately, he bet the money line that he bet Bengals would win the game. So he did not end yeah. up winning that bet. But if he had bet the spread, then he would have won. Okay. Well, maybe next year. That's yeah. again what we're going to keep going yes. back to. So those are some, yeah, those are the terms you hear about when you're talking about gambling in general when it relates to sports so keep those in mind when you open up the DraftKings app or whatever in Ohio when it's legal later this year or whatever you look at for that. But I guess the question that we want to talk about is investing in this, right? So number one, how can you invest in this trend? Well, there are some ways, and I'm going to preface this by saying we're not saying to invest in this. And in fact, a lot of quote-unquote ESG funds and things out there probably will have none or very limited exposure to gambling because that's kind of a hot subject for a lot of people. However, there are some individual stocks that can give you dedicated exposure to this. One of them being DraftKings, obviously. Another one is a company called Flutter, and it's actually a UK-based company. But they own FanDuel, which is another popular app. 
you can buy in the UK the ticker's FLTR, but you can actually buy the ADR here in the United States, which is PDYPY. You can also get dedicated exposure through casinos, which also kind of have a hotel aspect in it as well. And those would be Caesars or MGM. But then if you want to not take the individual stock risk, you can invest in things like ETFs. And again, we always say it, but we have an episode talking about the differences between ETFs and mutual funds. We'll link that in the show notes. But one of those is the Vanek Gaming ETF. That's ticker BJK. And another is the Round Hill Sports Betting and iGaming ETF. And that's ticker. Uh, Josh loves big tickers, like really good tickers. This is a good one. B-E-T-Z. B-E-T-Z, huh? Bets. Bets. I like, I like that. So I like someone that. paid up for that ticker, obviously. That's ticker flipping has got to be a real thing. Wouldn't you yeah, say? I would. Yeah. So you should just buy all the tickers that are could be anything famous and then boom, make millions of dollars. Sounds like a million dollar idea. Sounds here. like a million dollar idea. So that's question number one. How can you invest in this trend? But question number two, I think is a little bit more nuanced. And that is, should you invest in this trend? Good question. Um, and the, the answer really is it depends, as it always is, or in moderation, <laughs> as Josh would say. No. The real answer is talk to your advisor because it has to be something that fits your overall financial picture. But in summary, I would say I wouldn't bet the house. I see what you did there. I like it. But specifically looking at some of these stocks, DraftKings comes to mind. We're sitting here recording this on the 18th of February. They released earnings last night, and they were quite bad. And their stock's down about 20% following earnings. So that's why I said I wouldn't bet the house. Because you put all your eggs in a basket like that, it's not so great. A lot of these companies, specifically thinking of DraftKings or whatever, they're still losing a lot of money. They're still really young and trying to grow. They're not really earning a lot of profits. They're very, very risky. So that is something that I would say. But in general, don't put something into this area of the market that you're not willing to lose. It's practically gambling. It's good advice. It's practically pra- is. It's practically yeah. gambling. So that is should you invest in this trend. But I guess that's really where we are today on sports betting here in the United States. Will, any final thoughts? You know, I don't I don't think so. I think uh, you covered it pretty well. Appreciate you having me on the show again. Hey, we'll uh, have to honor. do it again. We will have to do it again. So from Will, the honorary new invested dad and myself, thank you for joining us. As always, check out our free gift to you. It's a brief list of eight principles of timeless investing. These are overarching investment themes meant to keep you on track to meet your long-term goals. It's free on our website. And you may wonder, how can people help us grow this podcast and help lots of people? Well, there are a couple things you could do. Number one, subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love that. We put episodes out every single Thursday. And your review will help us show up on searches and on any app that you open it up there. Number two, on Spotify, you can follow us and give us a, a rating, uh, hopefully five stars. We hope we enlightened you that much. We hope we've earned that for you. But you could follow us and like us there on Spotify. Also, you could email us any ideas to hello at theinvesteddads.com. We love to hear from our listeners and we listen and read every single email and would love to incorporate any ideas or topics you have and answer any questions you have. And finally, share this episode if you have someone in your life that has been talking about sports betting because you think that they would probably enjoy it. So share this, hit the share button and share that with them. So until next Thursday from Will and I, have a great week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. 
head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.